Train. We are the kings of the heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and I am joined by my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you feeling, brother? Feeling good, my man. Can't complain. I am feeling happy, feeling refreshed, and feeling excited and motivated by being by your side today and having another great conversation. Right on, man. Right on. So you're feeling motivated. What's, what's keeping yeah. you motivated these days, man? Oh, these clients and uh, all the, <laughs> the relationship work. issues. Yeah, the work. The work keeps you motivated. Um, so... Uh, keeps you on your toes. That's the great thing about working with couples. They they know how to keep you on your toes as a marriage and family therapist. Wouldn't you agree? No, no doubt. No doubt. Trust me. I'm feeling the same exact way. <laughs> but look, you guys, we have been in the midst of a conversation around boundaries, healthy boundaries, how to establish them, how to maintain them, what they look like when they're violated. Just trying to give you some clarity around what those things are and why it's so important to have healthy boundaries with those people that you care about, that you love, and even people you don't like. So we are continuing the conversation, looking at the different types of boundaries. And today we have two that we want to cover for you. One is intellectual boundaries. And number two is going to be material boundaries and what those things are. If you're curious about what that is, we will be discussing them and breaking them down for you today. So, Dr. John, let's start off the conversation, talk about intellectual boundaries. Intellectual boundaries. Why don't we give a little definition of what it means to establish an intellectual boundary with someone else? Yeah, no. Um, whenever, whenever we hear intellectual boundaries, um, I think I think the most basic way to think about it is around a person's thoughts, their ideas, uh, any inquiries or curiosity that they have. Um, those that's the intellectual that's the intellectual part of us as mm-hmm. human beings. So um, I, I will I, I want to put it out there. The reason why this is something to talk about is because um, for our listeners. Um, your thoughts, your ideas, your inquiries, your curiosity, they're very personal to you, right? Because they're lived experiences, they're knowledge that you've gained, and they also shape your behavior, right? So oh, it's, it's, no it's, such a, it's such a personal thing, and that's why we talk about it. And, and, um, and at the end of the day, you know, when we think about healthy intellectual boundaries, um, the biggest one that we see trip couples up is respect. And also what are... Um, what are ways to, uh, in a healthy way, to push, challenge mm-hmm. someone's thoughts, uh, ideas without creating harm in the relationship is, is, is always what comes to mind when I think intellectual boundaries. In a healthy relationship, you know how to do it in a safe manner, respectable manner, yeah. in a patient manner, yeah. right? Curious. I always teach clients come from a curiosity, not an attacking or pleading your case. Right. Mm-hmm. But the unhealthy um, um, intellectual boundaries that can be violated is when we are judging people, when we are forcing people to change their beliefs for whatever motivations mm-hmm. um, and also uh, trying to uh, encroach uh, on on people's uh, ideas or thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say it's 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 there's nothing wrong with challenging. Right. But when you go beyond challenging, you are p- 
personally attacking someone's character. Right, trying to convert them. You know, like even if you're trying to Correct. convert them, you know, trying Correct. to bring them into your side of thinking when you know they have their own, they have agency over their own thoughts, and Correct. you don't. Even if you disagree, it's it's a boundary stepping. Um, you're stepping over a boundary when you're trying to force your beliefs on them. That's, you it. Know, that's so. it. So that's so that's how I've usually have described intellectual boundaries. I mean, but what what about you, brother Rick? I mean, like, what are there other aspects of intellectual boundaries that stand out to you that you talk to your couples about? Well, you you hit it on the head when you said respect. You know, when I think about intellectual boundaries, I mean, any kind of boundary is really about respect, correct? Right. But intellectual in particular, because we're talking about respecting the way people think, respecting how people feel. Expecting, respecting how people express and express themselves, and we don't even recognize how often we're being disrespectful to other people's way of thinking. I mean, think about how dismissive people tend to be, especially couples, with the other way, with the the thoughts that one of their partners might be seeing, because they see things differently. Yeah. You know, we have different perspectives, we experience things differently, we feel things differently, and so it's so easy to dismiss someone else's observation because that's part of being you know having an intellectual um thought is your observations dismissing someone's observations out of hand because they're different than our own observations and mm -hmm. so i think about mm -hmm. that whole respect piece and how can you be more respectful towards the way other people think even when you don't agree with them you know and i think that's one of the things that we have to stress with our clients a lot when we do um conversations around validation and just learning how to be a, a good listener you don't have to you don't have to agree with everything someone else is saying to be okay. respectful towards them and to be right. to be validating to validate right. what, what they're saying you know and so that's what i think about when it comes to the intellectual boundaries how do you maintain that level of respect for how other people see things without you know necessarily having to agree but still be um you know in line and understanding you yeah. know yeah no i think i think that's a really good point and um, I have, um, I don't know about you, but I have some like cerebral clients mm -hmm. who are like together in relationships. And sometimes folks, um, I've had to really like help them because some of the, most of the battles is like literally just bringing their wealth of knowledge, yeah. like true full blown knowledge, not just experience, but these are people who are just like, they oh, I'm a medical doctor. And, right. and so I'm a, you practice. know what I mean? Like it gets really intense. And what I always tell them is like, there's nothing wrong with challenging spirited conversations around objective topics. Right. But when it starts subjectively becoming a problem, yeah. Yep. We have to start rethinking how we're having those conversations around our ideas, thoughts, and inquiries and curiosity. Right. Well, tell me this. You know, when you think about the things that we share intellectually, you know, when we share our, our curiosities, when we share our opinions, when we share our observations and our thoughts, what gets in the way of us really being able to understand the other person? You know, aren't there certain boundaries that we are... Um, kind of ignoring when it comes to understanding you know you know when you think about boundary crossing i often yeah. think about you know well you're you're ignoring what the person's saying you know and that's a boundary issue so what yeah. are what are some of those ways that we actually miss being able to understand somebody by crossing over those intellectual boundaries yeah i i, I well i think part of it is um as humans, for the most part, we're very like egocentric around our own thoughts and ideas and experiences. You know that comes and, up a lot in our conversations and, around yeah. boundaries. You know, being egocentric, but yeah, it's it's very you know, and um, and even from like an intellectual standpoint, you know, um, 
people the way they the way they word it sometimes um connotes the idea it suggests the idea that what they're sharing is the absolute truth yeah and that is a big yeah. problem yeah that i keep seeing yeah. it's it's not to say like you know it, folks don't always i mean um do it but i think it is important to kind of put disclaimers out there or just preface by saying well the book that i read on a b and c by said author did suggest and blah 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 but what they start doing is they start taking what they know as gospel or what they believe and that offense right mm -hmm. or the in their beliefs and they and and then they start trying to um the boundary crossing is when they're hearing something that goes in opposite direction of what they think believe. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they start getting worked up. So you're not leaving room and space. That's a, that's a signal. That's one of the biggest cues, brother. It's like some folks don't leave enough space for other theories or mm -hmm. ideas or options. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's like their ideas take up all the space. But I like what and you said. When, oh, when you push back. No, and then when you push back, they don't know what to do. Right. I like what you said about the communication aspect of it. As a person expressing yourself, if you find that people are constantly crossing over your intellectual boundaries, you know, um, taking jabs at everything that you say, one of the reasons may be the way that you communicate, just like you said. You know, I have to correct my clients constantly about saying I feel like and thinking that that means that they actually are expressing a feeling. And that confuses Correct. the other person. Correct. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you feel like that? How do you feel like running right. away? You don't feel like running away. You feel like you, you feel um, scared and you want to run away. Right. There's two separate right. things, but you don't right. feel like running away. And so right. it can confuse people. And so they're going to challenge you on that. And you yep. feel like, well, why, why can't you just validate what I said? Well, the way that That's you're it. stating That's things it. is very confusing to people. And so it's, it's, it feels like an intellectual boundary, like they're stepping over, you know, and ignoring what you're feeling. But you're not really even stating a feeling. You're, right. you're stating an opinion. You're stating a, an observation. Yeah. You know, and but I no, think that's true. the thing that gets in the way a lot of times for people to be able to understand you and why they're crossing over your boundary because you're, you're stating things in a way, yeah, yeah, you're stating things in a way that just aren't making complete sense to them, you yeah. know. And then no. then you get defensive when they start asking you questions, right? Because because of the fact that you conflated the two, you brought them together. You, just because you put "I feel like" you think that's feelings, right? But it's it's followed by actual like premise that is is from your own. Um, thoughts right and experiences right so it's not technically feelings that's why sometimes you know my clients get mad because whenever i hear i feel like i might pause yep. what's the feeling i do the same thing i'm like what is the feeling because you can't start i feel and then i don't hear an emotion right you're probably running with thoughts i just want all my listeners who are also my clients i want you to recognize i'm not the only person who does that okay <laughs> dr john does the same thing <laughs> i'm do. gonna call I you do. i tell you right now if you say i feel yeah. like i'm calling you out you're not yeah. stating a feeling Anytime you start off a sentence with I feel like, you're going right to an opinion, a thought, yeah. a observation, whatever, but it's not going to be an actual feeling. Yep. You know, yep. so right. you got to you got to work on the way that you're actually communicating. You know, what about when you think about the way that people disagree? We talk about being respectful, you know, in in terms of maintaining those healthy intellectual boundaries. What about when people disagree and the way that they express their disagreement? You know, why yeah. is that a, a a issue with intellectual boundaries and crossing over that intellectual boundary? Well, I think I think our society today is a really great example. We have so many things going on from like racial tension to COVID to all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but even before, like, you know, all these, you know, macro level things going on, the war, I mean, it keeps coming down to the idea of um, 
if you're trying to force someone to think the way that you think you're you're crossing boundaries that's an intellectual yes. offense yeah okay um in order to disagree disagreeing doesn't have to be this blowing up kind of situation um again just acknowledging and respecting that someone has a different opinion from yours mm-hmm. is just all it takes right. you don't actually really need to like hug it out or kiss it out or do much <laughs> even for couples but just acknowledging i think that just goes a long way because this is someone's thoughts and ideas and curiosities and i think it's also pretty hard because um we also i, I i'm gonna name this because i have a few clients that like struggle with this i think i think I think we're in a very, very crazy time because of things like alternative facts and alternative realities <laughs> out there. And so I, I, I do get why more than ever we're challenging because there is misinformation out there. A lot of it. And I always tell folks there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing it within your relationship to the point where it's like creating harm for yourself and for your partner, then you got to rethink it. Mm-hmm. The ways to the, the ways to rethink it is just acknowledging that I have an opinion, you have an opinion. We're not going to meet here. So let's set some parameters about whenever this topic comes up, how should we handle it? Or some couples, I've just said, you may just for the sake of your relationship, may just want to stay away from this because you're both pretty much like double downing. And Mm -hmm. you may just want to like find other people who are like minded to have the conversation and just restore and, and maintain your relationship. I mean, sometimes I just practically just have to say that, man. I mean, I don't know how that resonates with you, Brother yeah. Reek, but the, that disagreement can really spill over to some very nasty uh, things in the relationship. Yeah, there are certain things you may not be able to talk to your mate about because you guys just don't see things clearly. And I think the place where we get in trouble is thinking that our mate should line up perfectly with everything. Correct. You know, intellectually, physically, everything should be lined up. And that's not going to be the case. And so when it comes to that intellectual conversation, you may have to have other people around you where you can have conversations that you may not have be able to have with your mate because you just see things so differently. You know, mm-hmm. but you want to be careful of being with somebody that you see things so differently with because uh, you probably will run into a lot more problems. You know, that spill off spill over into other areas of your relationship. Good point. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? But even even going back into a little point in there too is is the idea of the things you should and shouldn't talk about. You know, whether it's with your your mate or with coworkers yeah. or friends or family. That's another intellectual boundary. You know, there yeah. are certain certain kinds point. of discussions that you shouldn't be having. You know, people always talk about when you go to Thanksgiving dinner, don't talk about religion and don't talk about politics. politics you yep. know, those those two. Yep. Why are those? How are those intellectual boundaries? Well, because uh, well, because you're exp- well, okay. A couple of things, especially, and I like the Thanksgiving one. Thanksgiving is, and just the holidays in general, is a time for the family to get together, which yep. means that's the time for all the unhealthy it's family peace. origin Yo, stuff to start, start coming, start showing themselves, right? right? right. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's frustrating because it is to your point, it is a time ideally for peace and right. coming together mm-hmm. and and sharing positive memories, but intellectual boundaries, um, you know, have always been a growing problem. We've actually seen more articles written about how does one preserve. There, there is there have been articles written over the last two three years that um from folks from all different backgrounds that are like, I, I'm not even going to Thanksgiving anymore yeah. because I know this topic. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's so it's so out of place. And I'll be honest, and I don't know, and I'm a push here. I don't know how you feel, Brother Rick, but it, I think it's two parts to the, to the whole Thanksgiving and ta- not talking about politics. I think one of it is the actual subject itself is very 
uh, triggering. There yeah. are by default very triggering um, um, objective topics, politics, race, right. religion. I mean, like there's just things, parenting, you know, there's certain things that just carry an emotional charge right. that you can talk to an animal about. And I'm pretty sure you can get heated, right? <laughs> but, right. But the other part to it too is that you're also coming together as a family. So whatever unresolved uh, uh, family of origin things that have been existing is mm. now present in that room. Well, no and that can just exacerbate poor communication and boundaries um, around these like triggering topics. Right. So and, we got to think about it in, in those in those ways where it's not just the topic. I think there's other things that are playing a role into that family dynamic. But recognizing too, you know your family. You know, you know who these people are and you know that bringing up certain topics are going to be triggering for other people. And yeah. are you doing that to make them feel incensed? Are you doing that to um, gain some clarity? I mean, what, what's the reason behind you bring up these topics? Because, you know, that is a boundary and it, it needs to be an established boundary within the family dynamic for you guys, because you guys will typically go off. And if yeah. this is a time so, for for comfort and peace and and family and just spending time together, what's the purpose of bringing these topics up? You know, I mean, they're going to come up. You talk right. about what's going on in the news. Certain things are going to come up. But you need to be able to pull yourself away from that and stop so, so that you're not triggering each other. So you're not turning this into a big fiasco where, you know, you don't want to come back now for any more holidays because you keep bringing up the same stuff. That has to be yeah. a boundary. The I other agree, thing, yeah. too, with boundaries is or intellectual boundaries is as the person expressing your thoughts and opinions and not taking into account how your your thoughts and opinions are going to impact other people you know when you think about being somewhere and you know being at a, a, a office party and someone starts bringing up racial politics you know and you know you may be the only person of color in the entire room that is an intellectual boundary that you're crossing there because there's certain topics again that the the time and space do not allow us to have these conversations yeah. So sometimes when it has to do with race, when it has to do again with politics, religion, sexuality, all these different areas are are hot button topics that can be harmful to discuss in front of people who, you know, may have a different background than you. I agree. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, when you think about that part of it, how do we learn to better, I guess, establish our own boundaries about what we should and shouldn't share in certain company? Yeah, I, I think it's hard because I, I think uh, the natural inclination is to say whatever's um, on your mind. <laughs> yeah, that and especially with family, because we are family. Mm -hmm. right? We should be open and honest. And there are people who really say that stuff all the time and there's nothing wrong with it, though. But to your point, I think there's a time for certain conversations. I think there is. Um, um, I think certain conversations and topics have to come with um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, I guess disclaimers? like disclaimers. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. disclaimer, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, and parameters and even boundaries. Right. So it's almost like I tell, um, tell my couple sometimes I'm like, okay, if you guys are going to talk about this, give it like solid 15, 20 minutes, set the timer. The timer goes off, cut it out. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because right. the longer it goes on, it's going to get bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, so, yeah. so, so, so it, it's, it's hard, but I think people need to realize like, what are the topics that trigger you? How do they trigger you? Are there particular people in your in your relationships that you found very difficult to talk about? Say, right? There's actually a handful of questions we can always ask ourselves, mm -hmm. and then whatever answers you get from that, then you start to set your boundaries. So, if Uncle Junior is the one who keeps bringing up like <laughs> what happened in the last election, 
it's not to say we'll stay away from Uncle Junior, but it's you want to say in your mind, like, okay, I'm going to interact with my Uncle Junior. But the minute he starts talking about politics, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let him know that, like, hey, you know, I'm not interested or this ain't the time right now. Let's talk about something else. And if he wants to keep pushing it, then you you take the next course of action, whether it's, you know what, love you. I'm going to just go to another place of the, of the crib or, or something like that. But we have to find within ourselves to answer some of the tough questions like what are those topics right. people can't look I, if i bring something up and i didn't know that triggered you that's that, that's technically not my fault you, right. you didn't you didn't express or nor did you figure it out yourself on how triggering that was right so that goes back to communication again right same thing but i think even to make it even simpler yo read the room read the room yeah some people don't do that though. You know, just read the, but yeah you have like to. In yeah. order to understand the the possible boundaries that people may have, intellectual boundaries that people may have, yo, read the room. You know, look at who's around you. Again, look at ethnicity. You know, um, if you're if you're aware of someone's um, you know, gender, you know, preference. If you're aware of someone's sexual preference, then you know. Then, then, then let me ask you this, brother Rick. I think some some of our listeners would even ask though. Your your point's well taken about reading the room, but then what do you do with folks who are very intentional? They know the room, they know the space, they know the people who are in there, mm-hmm. and they still committing the. They, they are habitual, they're, exactly. They're yeah. habitual intellectual boundary steppers. That's what they are, right? You know, right. and and that 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 puts it in a position, puts you in a position of recognizing, yo, you're not being a good person. <laughs> you know, you're not being a a person who's who's demonstrating care for the people around them. Again, that goes back to the whole egotistical thing that you're talking about. Yeah. But so focus yeah. on what they want to say, what they think, and just blurt it out without considering how it's going to impact other people. You know, yeah. read the room. Read the room. You, you know, you're being intentionally harmful at that point. You know, and you have family members who do that and do that all the time as well. They they know they're gonna set you off. And so they bring up topics that you know is a hot button for you. You know, but yeah. again, it's about demonstrating all Anytime it comes to boundaries and making sure that you are respecting the boundaries of somebody else, that's a demonstration of care. Every time you step yeah. over that, you're showing that you don't care. That's my yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, and it's true. And for the people who are intentionally doing that, there's a reason why, like, your invitations begin lost in the mail. And you don't be- <laughs> no, seriously. Right. There are consequences for these kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, but I'm also being serious. Like, that's why cutoffs and, and all kinds of, like, uh, family and relationship stuff kind of start playing out. Because people, to, to Brother Reek's point, especially if it's a time to come together, people want to have fun, chill out, mm-hmm. and relax and be around loved ones. Yeah. And and it's not about, like, just competing with thoughts and trying to persuade people to, to feel or, or to think as you think. That ain't the time and the place for it. Yeah. If you want that, go join a debate club and, and, <laughs> right. and you can argue all you want or go to law school or whatever it is. Right. But that's not the place because to your point, you're harming the people you exactly. say you love and care about. Exactly. And there's one p- more piece about intellectual boundaries that I want to point out. Being nosy. It's one thing to be curious and want to learn more about it. It's an, about a, a topic. It's another thing to be nosy. You know, when people are putting there or trying to find out information, not for, you know, understanding, but because they want to be judgmental, because they want to have something to say about it. You know, that is also an intellectual boundary. We are, we are digging for information, not for the sake of understanding, but because you want to throw your own opinion in there as well. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, 
read the room. Okay? <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I, there, there, there were many scenarios that came into my mind as you was breaking it down. And, and it really does come to reading the room. But I'll also say again, contextually, there's a time and a place for that. Right. So if there are genuine, true curiosities you have, let's say about a different religion of someone who is new to the family or new to the scene. Right. I don't think it's appropriate in my mind i don't think it's appropriate to put them on the spot and be asking them those direct questions why right. not pull them to the side hey reek you mentioned something like during our during dinner and i was wondering if i can pull you to the side and ask you some follow-up questions that i'm pretty curious you see mm -hmm. like there is a way to go about it without harming that person right. but you cannot you know um do that to your nosiness part right. yeah okay even if we reframe it and say curious there's still a way you communicate without causing harm yeah if harm is attached you did it wrong yeah yeah Point blank no doubt. No doubt. and you know like you said you know it's nothing wrong to be curious nothing wrong at all but again curiosity is about understanding you know the difference yes. between being curious yes. and being nosy is that being curious you want to understand being nosy you want to judge you're looking for or you're looking for more information so you know how to judge that situation. That's where I see yeah. it, you know, and that's a major and, and, intellectual and, and, boundary step. It is. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I, I, I do. I think we also want to acknowledge that it, it's not always intentional mm. with like the nosy part. Like some people genuinely are curious, and right. they're just, but they're just going about it, communicating it in very harmful ways. <laughs> yeah. Bo both can yeah. be true. Yeah, both Indeed. can be true. Very, very true. Very true. All right, let's go ahead and move on to material boundaries and what material boundaries look like. You know, we're we're actually coming to the end of our discussion around the different kinds of um, different types of, of healthy boundaries. But material boundaries is the last one we really want to get into. When you think about material boundaries and how they, um, again, are often ignored, what do you think about what, what is a material boundary for you? What is it? What is the definition of a material boundary? Um, I, material boundaries for me is like the items, possessions, you know, um, it's, it's, it's anything, anything tangible, right? tangible folks. Again, material, um, keyword here, right, material. Right. It's very tangible things. Your phone, your car, clothes, food, mm -hmm. money. Oh, is food. One of the big, oh, food, man. Food. Food, food, food and money are very sensitive material boundary yeah. issues that come out, man. Yeah. And you uh, see all that, when I think about the food one, I think about those people who um, are always complain about people eating their food at work, oh you know, who are going to the fridge and eating their food and the things they have but, to do to but, but but it's all but it's also it's also in relationships like you know some some people joke all the time about like you order something and your partner's like no I'm not hungry and then before you know it they got the hands in your oh, food in your food you know I mean like that's a material boundary right exactly um, money's a big one money let's let's call it for what it is money is such a huge uh, such a huge material uh, boundary mm -hmm. lending money giving money uh, you know those kinds of things and it's pretty much just understanding like you know what you can and cannot share um but also what are your expectations around mm -hmm. your um materials yeah. are you communicating your expectations very clearly Are mm -hmm. um so for example um hey i i bought this sandwich i need it um for later on in the day because i don't have anything to eat can you please not touch it mm -hmm. see very clear communicating uh, about the sandwich right mm -hmm. um money's also another one are did you say that this was a loan or because without they're not paying you back right you see what i mean like like everything everything about every boundary we talk about we know we keep saying communication but materials is definitely like up there yeah. um 
so that comes that comes to mind when I'm thinking about materials and material boundaries. It's it's what are your expectations? Have you communicated your expectations around these different uh, kind of items and mm-hmm. stuff like that? But what do you, what do you think, brother Rick? When I think about material boundaries, I think about it in two ways. One is, of course, someone stealing your yeah. your possession. You know, the, something that is yours that's clearly marked as yours, um, something that you bought, something that you invested in, someone else takes it away from you. So that to me is a major material boundary crossing. The other one though is the treatment of your items. You know, so it's one thing for somebody to steal your car. That's obviously a material boundary um, crossing. But another one is if you loan your car to somebody and they bring it back without any gas in it, they leave food wrappers all in it. You know, that's also a material crossing. So this is treatment of people's items. You mentioned the expectation that you have and communicating the expectations that you have around your material items to other people. Well, once you communicate that, people need to be able to adhere to that. And they don't listen. Yo, you're crossing that boundary. You know, I allow you to come into my home and then you blow up the bathroom. Okay. That's a material <laughs> that's a material boundary. Okay. That's, that's a material boundary. You know, I'm not saying that you can't use the bathroom, but yo, flush the toilet. Yo, why are you using yo, all my toilet real. tissue? You for know, real. why is my bathroom a mess now after you left? That is a material, you're crossing a material boundary right there. You know, so there's so many different ways that you can look at it, but those are the two ones for me. You know, are you treating my material, my items um, respectfully? Or are you even taking the straight taking and, and treating my items as your own? Those are the two ways yeah. I, I look at it. Right. And, and let me, let me ask you what's triggering like, like, what's underneath? What's triggering about those situations from a human standpoint, Brother Reed? It feels disrespectful. It's completely disrespectful. Go. You know, it, I've spent money on these things. I spent time on these things. You know, I've, I've invested energy into these things. I've invested emotions into these things. And here you are coming and you are treating those items very disrespectfully. Again, either by mistreating them in a way that, um, that, that, may break them or um, do some kind of damage to them or you're straight just taking it without even asking. Again, going back to the whole food thing. I said specifically that this is my sandwich. Right. Why am I going into the fridge and my sandwich is gone? You have right. crossed that material boundary with me. Yep. You know? Yep. That's 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 the main thing. You know? Yeah. And, and 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 I also want to say like and I and I do uh, I do understand that you know mental health awareness is increasing and it's great that um, folks are learning about a lot of unhealthy dynamics, a lot of unhealthy symptoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can also uh, I, I say that to say that here is some of the most basic kind of like gaslighting that can happen. Mm. And it's usually around the material boundaries that I've seen. Okay. Both personally and professionally. Right. It's kind of, to the sandwich thing. It's kind of like, well, you know, like, well, you know, we, we got other stuff here that you can eat, you know, like, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. a real people yeah. play a lot of games, you know, yeah. like that, that's, or they'll say like, well, I, I left you just little piece. You see what I mean? Or I left you a little bit of juice. Right. So that was me being caring. So you right. drank 99% of it, left me 1% right. and you're asking me to be content right. with the 1%. You right. see that like those or, or are even if you very, just took one bite, 
And you come back and say, Correct. I just took a bite. That's all. I just took a bite. What's the a... big deal? Why are you making noise about a sandwich? Right. That's why I asked you, Brother Reek, what is usually underneath yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. Because people aren't just, let's be real. Yes, material boundaries, but let's but 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 we, that's part of like the gaslighting tricks that 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 we see. It's mm-hmm. well, it's Reek, it's not that big deal. It's just a sandwich. See, no, it's m- not about minimizing. The you're minimizing. Exactly. You're minimizing how I feel about it. You know, it, you why are you so attached to the sandwich? It's not just about the sandwich. It's again about respect. You're Correct. showing me that you don't have respect for my material item, which means you don't have respect for me. Correct. That's how it feels. Yep. No, I feel yep. disrespected. I, I don't feel like you're disrespecting me. I feel disrespected when you take a bite right. out of my sandwich. See, I, After I, I told I you not why, to do that. Why I keep bringing this up, man? Am I hungry? I think uh, I might be a little well, hungry. Well, well, well I, I brought the sandwich up, I think. Yeah, I think it was me who brought the sandwich up. Man, I don't know what it is going on with me right now, but every time somebody mentions <laughs> something, my boy mentioned pizza yesterday. I'm like, oh, I got to get some pizza. Yeah, I got to get some pizza. You know, yeah. Don't it's eat my like pizza. That. That's a material boundary cross. Don't yeah. eat my pizza. Well, well, let me also introduce one. So food is a very sensitive one. I think, right. and, and, and I want to underscore because this has ruined relationships. Yeah. What is your thoughts as a marriage and family therapist when you think about material boundaries? What is at the essence or what are the dynamics behind something like money? Such mm. a material thing. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it has ruined historically friendships, relationships, family ships. I mean, this one right here is in a completely different category, Brother yeah. Rican. What are your thoughts about um, the way money works as it relates to like material boundaries in any kind of relationship, I especially romantic? When I think about money, money is one of those things that where we really put a lot into earning our money. Yeah. You know, you think about, you know, the schooling you had to go through or the training you had to go through, the sacrifices you've made the um the work you've put into your career and your job to earn a certain amount of money and now here comes somebody either taking your money they're borrowing it without you know giving it back it feels like a a a a, a very serious like it's feel like you're being stabbed because you know there's so much that went into it. i mean we're we're number one we are in a very capitalistic society so everything Correct. around us is built around earning work you know and work, money labor right yeah <laughs> you know and so here it is this is one thing that you have to give you know in our culture we spend very little time on self-care and and relaxing correct. we spend correct. a lot of time on working correct and so that investment correct. in time in in earning a living adds a lot of value to money not just that you can buy things but yo the value is also in how you've earned it correct and when people mistreat <laughs> your funds I think about um, couples where, you know, both people are contributing to a, a single bank account, but one person's pulling more money out all the time. You know, that feels, I mean, you're crossing a boundary. This is a shared account and you are constantly dipping in here to get your own personal items when you already have your own account for that. Correct. You know, no. but here you are dipping into our account. It feels disrespectful. You know, you're not talking to me about it. Um, even when you do, it's almost like, you know, you're just telling me that, but you're going to do it anyway. You don't, you're not concerned about how I feel about it. It feels disrespectful, you know? And so, you know, when you think about that whole money piece, yo, we work hard for this. Well, some of us do, some of us don't work as hard, (laughs) but, but for those of us who work hard for our money, we are very attached to it from the standpoint of how much we've had to put into it. You know, what what about you? What do you think when it comes to that whole money? Why is that money thing? such a major issue when it comes to boundaries no i think you're at the essence of it like people work hard 
as as hard as they can, as much as they can, um, to earn a living. And so um, I, I remember, I think one great line to kind of sum up what you were saying is um, um, ex-football player of the Baltimore Ravens, Bart, Bart Scott said, he said, I, I didn't hit the lottery. Like I, I earned this, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so, right. And so when you, when that's the mentality that I earned this, this wasn't just like, you know, um, that I actually had to put in like 80 hours a week or 40 hours a week. I had to work two, three jobs but to get my bank account to look like how it does. It People are going to take it personal um, at, at the end of the day. And I think that's usually what's at, what's at the essence. Um, and then it goes back to your notion about um, respect. Um, I also think about like borrowing money. It's a very, uh, yeah. you know, that comes up a lot. Not so probably, I mean, I don't, I don't want to assume, I mean, that's, that's, that's less of a thing within a relationship because money is organized differently within a right. romantic relationship. Right. But when I think about material boundaries, like money, I think about family members, I think about yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, that's usually where it gets even more chaotic because yeah. again, um, there's boundaries around um i know folks who are literally like just don't even ask them for money like you asking them for money in and of itself crosses the line right. i know folks like that right like like they they will cut you off right off the bat because mm-hmm. to them it's like you got to go get your own money you can't you know what i mean like yeah. I, again i earn this right you, you don't have access to my money the way that you do to just come up and ask me so just asking can trigger or issues even, or even coming back repeatedly asking for yeah. money you know, yeah. that's the other or one. large sums of money, even if it's <laughs> right. one. Hour. Hey, right. How crazy it is it, bro? Hey, Rick, let me get you got two thousand dollars. I can I can get off of you. Dude, like, so, what? 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 <laughs> what yeah 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 let me let me what? let me get it out of my sock real quick right, you let me get saying? it out of my sock yeah you know do you know how long it takes me to earn two thousand dollars i can't Yo. just give that away give that away especially when i know you have no intention of paying it back correct that's you the know? other piece that's the other part yeah the respect the people start um people start mismanaging and start in a way abusing their relationship abusing the trust let me be more specific oh yeah with folks. yep when they give you money and you don't pay them back that completely destroys trust. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because you know why? However that person got their money, there was some effort put into getting it. And so when you don't pay it back, and again, here's kind of some of the kind of gaslighting tricks. It's, well, you know, we're family. It's not a big deal. You would look out for me and I do it for you. I mean, no. Right. No. Right. It's still disrespectful. Right. Or you have a lot of money. You know, you're not going to miss this. That's a violation. That's a violation. You're not going to miss this. I'm not going to be honest with you. That's a violation. Do not count people's money. That is a violation. (laughs) No doubt. No, straight up. Like, I I think as adults, kids is a little bit different. But as adults, you'd be surprised how many people will get triggered if you try to play them like that. And Mm -hmm. and be like, I know you got it. And watch how many people get really triggered when you say something like that. It's a boundary. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, but, But beyond money, when you're just talking about borrowing in general. You know, yeah. a major clothes, car, founder. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it, oh, clothes and I mean clothes all the time. You hear about. I remember, you know, having worked in higher ed for so long, and people getting mad about you know their roommate borrowing their clothes. Okay, that is yeah. even if you even if you plan on giving it back, the fact that you borrowed their clothes without asking for permission. You know, that's the boundary that you cross. You didn't ask for permission, and so whether it's money that you loaned out or some um, that somebody loaned to you and you didn't pay it back, um, whether it's taking someone's car without you know their permission even though you plan on bringing it back their clothes whatever it is when you don't ask for permission even if you're just borrowing it for temporarily you're crossing that material boundary Correct. you're showing disregard for how one how someone feels about that item oh you got more it's okay well i brought it back 
it's all right. You didn't ask me. Correct. You didn't ask for permission. Correct. You know, or you didn't pay me back. <laughs> you know, right. those are all boundary crossing activities. Right. You know. Right. And so how and, do you and, go ahead? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So how do you actually address that with people who do that habitually, who are constantly borrowing? And even though they bring it back, they bring it back in different conditions or they just never ask for permission. How do you actually even address that with somebody? Well, I, I think it's layers. I always tell my clients like it's 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 when I say it's layers, I, I mean to say like it's stages. I think the minute it happens and you, and you see it, confront it head on and I, and use your I statements. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed that you took my stuff without my permission. Right. And let them know the impact of their behavior. When you take my yes, stuff without me always. knowing me, it, it makes it, it. I I don't feel that um, or I experience distrust. I mm -hmm. can't trust you. It's my privacy. Right. Some people need to understand because they don't see it that way, that it's it's a private matter. When you go in my closet, I know it's closed, but my closet is a private space where it contains my possessions, my materials. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to really walk people through it. And if they're doing it habitually, I think it's important to let people know, like, look, here are the upcoming consequences that's going to happen if this happens again. Oh, yeah. And then for me, I'm all about congruency and consistency. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> consequence you let them know is going to happen, you give you them that consequence. You better do it. You better, you do, better it. do it yeah. or else you're going to be exposed and you're going to be a lot of habitual line steppers who are going to just spiral out of control. You have a whole world full of them, you know, but you oh have to make, make sure that you actually follow up when someone's Correct. crossing the boundary. You have to communicate that and there has to be some kind of consequence. Yeah, you know, straight up. All right, brother John, as we wrap up the show, please give the listeners your noble truths on material boundaries and on. Um, intellectual boundaries. Intellectual boundaries. Well, I think intellectual boundaries um, and material boundaries, just keep in mind, it's about respect. Mm -hmm. uh, with intellectual boundaries, um, keep in mind that there is nothing wrong with having thoughts, ideas, inquiries, being curious. But there's a time and a place, and you need to read the room. I think for the material boundaries, um, as my wife always says, and I love this saying, um, if you didn't buy it, then you don't need to touch it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. it, seriously, if yeah. you didn't buy it, do not touch it. I think I th that is my noble truth because it gets to the point because you're, you should not be touching things that you did not bring into that space or you did not purchase with your own money. Right. And 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 for those who need to speak up, speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Speak up. Definitely speak up. Protect your boundaries. Uh, I would say from my noble truths, when it comes to intellectual boundaries, you do not have the right to tell someone what to think. You don't. Correct. You don't have the right to. No, people have their own Correct. thoughts. They have their own opinions. They have their own observations. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, you can challenge, you know, what they're saying and how they're how they're Correct. expressing them. But Correct. that doesn't mean that you have the right to tell them they, they can't think that. They can't Correct. feel that. They can't. They What they're seeing isn't real. Okay. You have to, again, be respectful of the person's perspective and still, you can still disagree. You know, you can still have your own perspective, but you can't tell someone that their perspective is wrong and expect them to disagree with you. You can't do that. Um, and when it comes to material boundaries, yo, if you didn't ask for it, or if you, you know, if you didn't ask somebody about it, if you didn't, um, you know, inquire about borrowing something from somebody, don't take it. No, don't take it. It's it's just it's not yours. So make right. sure that you are actually getting permission if you don't want to cross someone's boundary make sure you're getting permission because it, it may blow up in your face later on 
Yeah. Get permission. Even if you think they may be cool with it and with you just exactly. taking it, look at exactly. no, just ask for permission first. Make sure you get that clarity of understanding and then you can move forward. That's my thing. It's a good point. Thank you. That's bro. a really spot on man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it is time for us to wrap this one up. And we have, like I said, we've been talking about these boundaries for such a long time. Hopefully, you have taken a lot from our discussions, particularly around the different kinds of boundaries. And you've learned how to implement them, learning how to respect them, and learning how to maintain them. All right. Dr. John. That's a good way to put it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how can the people catch up with you and find out more about you? Uh, come show us some love at www.kingsoftheheart.com. Look out for us. You know, um, we are trying to pick up more, more and more uh, opportunities. So we're excited to be out there in the community, spreading the word in so many different ways. But come check out our website. Check out all of our platforms, all the streaming platforms. You can find this podcast. That's how you can hear my voice, hear Brother Reed's voice. Also, feel free to, um, you know, reach out at www.rccmaryland.com. Um, check out social media. Um, just excited, man. Just excited to keep doing great work um, and and having you by my side, brother. So Same here, man. Where, where can they find you, Brother Reek? Same brother thing. Reek, Kings, <laughs> Same thing. Kingsoftheheart.com. You can also hit me up at TyreekOmariWalton.com um, if you want to talk about different ways to get into therapy with me. And we also have, well, viewsandvibes.com, my other site for um, some of the things I've done in the past. Um, again, hit us up on different social media platforms, and we're just worldwide, Joe. We're worldwide. Anyway, guys, you guys have a fantastic week, and we'll see you the next time. Peace.